2: Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahati, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How good. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Everybody ready for the hurricane?
3: <laughs> it's not a, well, it is a hurricane right now. But not here. here. No. And it's yeah. not going to be a hurricane. No,
2: here. I know. Most likely.
3: But (laughs) if you drive around town and look at gas lines and water bottles being gone, you'd think it's a Cat 5 hurricane coming to San Diego.
2: Yeah, except that nobody's boarding up their windows. Yet. Yeah. yeah. I was
3: going to do that when I got home tonight. Oh, is that what? Yes. But we did have a a beautiful uh, display this morning. Thunderstorms out in the desert.
2: That's what you were saying. I and couldn't see it from my house. From but. the
3: eastern half of the county. It George was spectacular constant, this morning. Just it, I've never
4: seen it where it just was that, as you said, constant. Just bam, 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 bam. It was wonderful. Very pretty.
3: And they're still getting it right now. And I guess that is kind of what the harbinger of things to come. Oh,
2: well, that's what we're going to get to see?
3: Well, it probably won't be quite so thunderstormy. We're going to get some. I, some I, I think, and think we're going to get some.
2: Get, it's going to be. So it's going to be a storm.
4: Yeah, when's it going to start? I don't look at the weather as much as I used to because I have David, and David's always telling me what the weather's going <laughs> to be. So with that said, how much rain are we going to get? Because I do want to put some fertilizer down, but I don't want to waste said fertilizer.
3: The amounts are varying. <laughs> but I would expect you to get somewhere between <laughs> one and three inches of rain. Yeah, Maybe I see. four. Then
4: that's too much rain to put fertilizer I think, down. I think yeah.
3: so, too. I did put some straw bales between the f- uh against the fence between me and my neighbor where water likes to to come visit and right uh, yeah
2: oh that's what you should have done at your neighbor's house across the street
3: well yeah but on i didn't their have slope. the straw bales these are leftover straw bales from my potato garden of 2 years ago oh and they
4: haven't deteriorated enough they're still well they were
3: debris? dry but they deteriorated enough when i lifted them up to drop all the debris down in my boot <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, I think maybe I'll go out in the rain as it's tapering and put fertilizer out at the at the latter part of the storm. That, there you go.
3: Unless yeah. there's
4: there's a plan runoff,
2: yeah. Well and uh, and depending on how much water we get, you should be able to shut your sprinklers off for a while. You
3: know what? Exactly. Let's just let's just you don't do even that. Have to, t- yep. to qualify that, just say you can shut off your sprinklers. That's
2: I should do that when I get home. Try yes, to remember to try to remember to do that when I get home. Uh, I
3: think most areas. Of the county are expecting two to four inches of rain. That's and the what I heard. Are be- expecting yeah. between five and ten, and subject to change without notice. But it well, looks back, like that'll we're get us have through a, the week. A significant rain event.
2: I think I don't, We could use it.
3: And depending on the wind, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing.
2: It's a I, I think the I, the, the rain doesn't. the The rain's not that big of a deal for me it's the what what's the wind gonna do although we're my yard's pretty well pretty well windproof i mean i don't have i don't have brittle i don't have brittle trees or anything like that in my yard so i'm not i'm not overly concerned I, about i'm it.
3: smirking at you because you're probably right but i'm I'm waiting for the stories on monday or tuesday <laughs> about what you didn't think was going to happen that
2: we'll, we'll have to see i've got i've got some huge eugenias on on the east side of the property and it's been a few years ago but we had a major windstorm come through and there was probably six inches of eugenia leaves all over my back patio i mean it was just completely mulch, free free mulch. you yeah. could be
4: putting that, that down underneath your trees yeah and I'd, watching it
3: wash into the <laughs> fence
2: yeah so
3: yeah. that's what happened last time the the mulch gets washed into the my other neighbor's fence on the downside of my property, the mulch backs up, and then the water the weight of the water behind the mulch knocks the fence over oh, oh nice yeah it's a it's a beautiful cycle it, I, I i
2: i can <laughs> imagine I was uh talking to my neighbor on Thursday evening, and uh, that last storm that we had come through blew his fence over, and he still hasn't gotten the fence repaired we We managed to get it put back there was a bunch of us on in the neighborhood went and helped him stand it back up a but fence raising but he ha, he has not has not replaced it yet so it it may be going down again uh-huh. depending on uh how, how windy it actually is uh let's see today is the well hang on just wait to that moment. It?
3: it's supposed to be a a full tropical storm when it goes over us which is 39 to 74 mile an hour yeah, wind that's pretty but that's that's windy and it's going to be coming from a different direction than it kind of normally Now, which way,
2: which direction is it going to be coming
3: from? Uh, it's supposed to go from east to south, which I guess is the same direction. Even when they're coming from the north, the low-pressure circulation is coming from the—it circulates around to the east. But this is coming from down south. And start with the east winds, and then it says it's going to turn to southerly winds when it gets stronger. Hmm. So put mm-hmm. everything on the north
4: side of your house. <laughs> Done. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh,
2: I think I should be I should be in pretty good shape. All of our porch uh, plants. Your
4: front porch should be okay. That's what I was thinking. Our front porch is fine. It's in the north side. Yeah. That's where all the, the big plants are, the, the nice house plants that are outside.
3: Okay. Now you can get on
4: to the. Get on to the classes.
2: <laughs> uh, August 19th, uh, 19th, today, in San Diego, it's going to be uh, how to property fertilize with <laughs> timely. R- Richard, which is uh, very timely and at 9:30 in Poway it's going to be irrigation basics with Scott Jones. Oh, and Even by more the way timely. and by the way we depending on what the what the storm situation is going to look like um, the stores may actually close just out of, out of an abundance of caution. Yeah. So that that determination will be made on Sunday.
3: Well, it uh-huh. looks like the majority of this is going to hit us on Sunday afternoon into Sunday night. And should be done by Monday. Yeah. So if it's so, going to be an issue, so. it looks like it should be Sunday afternoon is when the bulk, the, the largest chunk of rain is going to be Sunday evening, uh, Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening. Yeah.
2: So if if you're if you're considering coming out to the stores on Sunday, uh, call. give us a call first, just to or check or check the Facebook page. We'll put an update there as well. Uh, next Saturday, August twenty sixth, we have. Um, Pest ID with Kathleen in San Diego at 9 o'clock, and at 9.30 it's going to be Citrus Care and Culture with um, John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden. Uh, as far as what's going on in Balboa Park, this weekend is the uh, Fern Society show and sale. So if you want to go see that, I would probably go today <laughs> rather than tomorrow um, just to be on the uh, just to be on the safe side. If you want to give us a call at 888-344-1170 is the number.
4: Um, you know, I, I would think, Ken, on a lot of functions and, and events that are going on that you should call ahead anyway, yeah, even the Fern Society. And the reason I say that is we were we had an event this evening that's been canceled, that's right. and we had something tomorrow that's already been canceled.
2: Yeah, that's right. Probably would not, probably would not hurt. Um, I didn't even realize this was still in effect, but on July 1st of 2023 – the quarantine for the Mexican fruit fly ended in Valley Center and surrounding areas. I hadn't heard of the Mexican fruit fly I, I in think, God knows how long.
3: I think we may have discussed that in your absence once. Did you? But we've picked up the. We grabbed a new yeah, one that we what's have. The, the, what's we, the fly in Santa Clarita? The Rui Hui. The, oh, the, the, ah, the Hui fly. The, the,
4: the, the There's a yeah. There's a new quarantine up there. And, I, and I,
3: it's a. Yeah. A serious pest, not like the Mexican fruit fly, which is a serious pest because um, it gets onto all sorts of things as well.
4: What's the name of that fly? It'll come to us. Anyway,
3: it's in Santa Clarita.
4: That's not that. Was it the two?
2: Tau. Tau. T a u. Yeah, the Who, tau fly. Tau, that's
4: yes. about the same. Thing. I was in the right ballpark. You, you were close.
2: Phonetically. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's. I remember. I saw the. I saw the headline on it, but I didn't. Didn't. I didn't read it.
4: Yeah, it looks it looks much like a uh, almost like a, a a bee of some sort. Oh, really? In in, in many ways, yeah. But it uh, it'll destroy your fruit. It makes it yucky. Yeah, but it's all not the way fruit. Up I mean Santa... vegetables, vegetables,
3: and fruit, right? Yeah, but
4: most a lot of vegetables are being impacted by it.
2: Uh, but it's
4: all the way up in Santa Clarita. So it's a non-issue? No. Okay. I mean, or, yes, until the black... Well, wait a minute. I was going to say, this it's like the black fig fly. Just it did, like the didn't bat- matter. Oh, who cares? It's just a fly. And now it's, it's in your yard and it's a national emergency. a
3: single fig this year. It's a so national it's, emergency now.
2: Has that... I don't think I've heard heard of it coming... People bringing it in the, recently. The, 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 the black fig, fig fly? fly? Yeah.
4: Everybody we, knows. Yeah. Everyone knows about it now. It's all over the uh, San San Diego um, Gardener page. It's in a lot of Facebook and social media garden sites. And what
3: they're advocating or suggesting is that you strip all the fruit, double-bag it, and get rid of it. And so you've got to destroy the crop that's there to try and prevent the reproduction of the fly.
2: That's a lot of work.
3: It's a lot of work. And it's going to, even under the best – scenarios it's it's you're going to miss some yeah
2: after, yeah gonna some, not not everything's going to not everything's so going to get taken care of do an early
3: pruning of the tree chop it down to nothing cuz i can't even reach some of the figs on my tree
2: on the, the you well, just you right. can always we, climb it, up it, yeah you know what happened the last time you tried doing something <laughs> like that
3: okay i'll do it i'll get on a ladder this time <laughs> much safer maybe i'll do it tomorrow afternoon
2: thought, yeah. <laughs> uh you know speaking of water i was i was looking the, i was looking yesterday um lake mead has come up 18 feet since the first of january that's a lot that's a lot, that's a lot, of, lot of water feet. that's an incredible amount of water um lake powell has come up and it's been dry it started dropping a little bit in july but it's come up 60 feet this year well, I mean are we get? The, the, the it's just mind-boggling the amount of water that 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 is and you don't and you don't hear too many people worrying that Lake Powell's going to dry up because that was that was a topic of conversation not that long ago
3: we only talk about it in the opposite direction it <laughs> is a good thing that it's filling up and hopefully it'll they'll both fill up more, more. yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, but and hopefully this will continue the filling of our reservoirs you know we've had a, a great water year
4: we, we have, have had a great to- water year absolutely
2: yeah so far
4: Kevin just
3: sent me this thing on the towel fly and how serious it is and he had mentioned that they have coffee plants at all their stores except for one and I should have read that since I was going to say it I was going to ask you if we could mention that on the air today
4: didn't you just do it exactly but you know with regard to that the fly when we were talking about fruit it does melon okra peppers papayas citrus oh, wow. cucumbers pumpkins yeah. avocados tomatoes gourds so it's it's a problem I think
3: it was brought in you know somebody brought in some uninspected fruit and and here brought it is into that section oh, so all grand Jettos will have a fresh selection of coffee plants except for valley center and walter anderson nursery in poway still has a decent selection of coffee plants and david ross in Spring Valley Ranch of San Diego, Humul Triangle has two good coffee plants that still need to be put in the ground. Still Are they planning.
4: thriving? They're, all, yeah. yeah. Defined, okay.
3: defined, They're fine. Thrive,
2: They're fine.
4: <laughs> I have some with uh, fruit on them right now. Some some berries. Are the new ones? Or no, the, my oh, older oh, ones. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
2: If you want to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this.
1: your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ.
3: Just a possible topic is all I
2: was... Oh, that's not ours. No, no, I know. I I know. I I was... The corpse flower. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was
3: suggesting it as a possible topic for... You know, an upcoming quarter hour or something.
2: <laughs> it is uh, starting to gain in popularity. There are a lot of people coming in to see it, and w- what we're talking about is the uh, the corpse flower that's getting ready to bloom at the at the Poway store, uh, and it is on display, and it is free to get in if you wanna, yes, it is if you want to come in. If, if you've you never come seen see one, it, it. it's impressive. It it is, it, and the amount that that thing has grown. Since the first of August is insane. I mean, it, it's it's insane.
3: I've had a couple of people complaining that it looked bigger on TV than it did in person.
2: Well, okay. Wait, can, I guess you just can't please everybody. But no, but it does. It's really. I. Th-
4: it is an impressive plant, and it's. I think we've maxed out in height. I think we kind of stopped growing tall, but we are getting fatter as it's getting ready to open.
2: Well, I know at one point we. We had looked at it. It had grown it had grown twenty four it had grown twenty four inches in eight days. It, yeah. it was so really it, moving. It that is just amazing.
3: And the, the color, the burgundy color of the inside of the spath is, mm-hmm. is starting to, develop, to show right? and bleed out through the outside. It should be opening in the next day or two. Uh, it does not stink yet, and that was as of yesterday afternoon. It could be. It could have opened overnight. I doubt it. The live feed camera shut down at some point during the night, so we'll we'll get restart that started again. And then there have been questions about how we're going to handle the the hordes, the, the masses, the, the as influx they of people. Yes.
4: And Unfortunately, it's it may bloom during a storm where fewer people are going to be out on the roads, so it could be problematic to see it.
3: So we'll we'll see. We'll play it by here and we might extend the hours a little bit depending on when it opens and what the interest is.
4: I don't know. but There's we will continue to keep uh, our social media updated with pictures and and the live feed when possible. And that'll be through Facebook right. and so
3: for for those updates as to what's gonna happen and when, check the Facebook page.
2: Because that will and be that's the Walter current. that's the Walter Anderson Nursery main page on
4: Facebook. Right.
2: where Correct. the majority of the information. And, and is even if you
4: don't have Facebook, you can view that by going to the our regular webpage, Walter Anderson Nursery webpage and on the, as you scroll down on your right, it says on Facebook and you can click on that and you'll be able to view without being a Facebook member.
2: So there you go.
3: There you go. Thank
2: you. Um I can back we, in, go ahead.
3: Well, I just it takes them seven years to bloom, approximately. And this one, which we is got about right, twenty eighteen, which is about right. And you can go to where are the places you can go to see it if you want. The if, Brooklyn if, Botanic Garden. If, if Poway Walter Anderson Nursery Poway is inconvenient for you, you right? Go you you to, go to Brooklyn. You can go to San Francisco
4: to the Conservatory of Flowers. The our local um, San Diego Botanic Garden in Encinitas.
3: But you would have to go to the Botanic Garden. Three or four months ago, right? Yeah,
4: well in July. Yeah, San Francisco was July. I happened to be up there when it was about to bloom. So yeah, yeah. So if you want to go now, I don't know many places you'll be able to see one other than
3: Walter Anderson
4: Nursery in Power? Yeah. Very fortunate. Well you know it's And, in- and our and our fee to get in is a little less than the other gardens.
3: That is true. What are what are we charging?
4: I think we're well. When I stand there, I take a buck per customer just to talk to him. Yeah, but, cash. But just it's cash. Just it it. a cash exchange. A cash I'll, exchange. But I'll give it to my dad. Yeah. No. Um, we're we're free. Come in and visit. See us.
2: Yeah. Take a look and bring your camera. Um, you know, it's interesting. I I remember first seeing that seeing the flower in it was probably, it was probably either in Hortica or Tropica. One of those. One of those books back when I, was a, when I was a little kid, and I always thought that it would be really cool to see one, but it just wasn't anything that was...
3: Never thought you'd we, have one.
2: Never, never thought we'd have one. Now Everybody's got them. I mean, they're, they're all over the place. There's
3: not that many, but it is certainly less rare. And isn't that picture, it was of a giant flower, and there's a little person standing in front of it, isn't it? The picture from Hortica or something. I'm kind of having a recollection. Maybe not. But... I'm guessing that ten years ago, they must have gotten a good crop of seed from one they, or a few, and now those
2: seedlings are are starting to come, come are around. Starting, starting but, to come around. I
4: mean, even if, if there are more available to go see, it is still a very unique happening because they they don't have an. It annual, doesn't happen very frequently. A, a, they don't have an annual bloom cycle, so when this one goes dormant, and, and next season when it opens, we don't know what it's going to open as it probably going to be a vegetative state over and over for a couple years maybe or we might get a bloom so that's what makes it so unique is the unpredictability of it
2: the zoo has some as well but they have not been able to get theirs to bloom from what huh i understand
4: we're fortunate we are very lucky
2: we are very lucky yeah yeah Yeah. so uh yeah so anyway stop uh, we're uh, we're open from nine to five stop in and take a look give us a call tomorrow just to in to case, see what's what. To see what's going on as far as the weather is concerned, uh, there is a new invasive hornet that has hit the United States. The are these yellow, mur- murder hornet? What was it? The, the yellow legged yellow yeah, um, leg hornet, uh, which is related to the murder hornet, but it's not quite as big. Of business. course, it is. <laughs> Twice horn- removed. Yeah, um, was found in found in Savannah and it is the biggest problem with these like the murder hornets is that they um they wipe out honeybees. I
4: I watched a video and, the other day of that and it was very similar to the murder hornets where they're at a at a, um, a hive, a commercial type hive and they were just as the bees were going in they were just attacking them.
2: Yeah. It's uh it can be a big problem. So they are trying to clamp down on clamp down on the yellow on the yellow legged hornet. Where did that, that- come from does it say um doesn't that's all right no it doesn't say came from um yeah came from somewhere
3: you know when we were talking about murder hornets back in our constant cycle of invasive species
4: (laughs) (laughs)
2: um
3: i was thinking those murder hornets were murdering people you know they would attack as a as a group and damage people. I didn't think about the hive thing that you were just talking about. And that's what, the, is that where they get their name from attacking? Uh, they, they
4: decimate. Yeah, they decimate. I, I had no bees.
2: clue. Um, there is a, there is a hornet that I think, I can't remember if it's in, in Japan or in, in mainland Asia, that is extremely aggressive. And they're they're big, and they will. And if you go into if you go into an area where where they are nesting, they will come and they will come and attack you. And I and, and and I mean they are 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 vicious. My yeah. luck with bees and and
3: honey and hornets and things is they don't have to be big to attack you. You just need to go into their
2: right. Just get close realm. to them. Yeah, yeah, they'll come. Well, yeah, they. Have the, I can't remember that. I can't remember the name of these these hornets, but they showed people and they were in in full-on beekeeping outfits, and they, as one one would one would start to attack, and then they give off a, a pheromone, and that brings even more in, and then those start giving off pheromone. I mean, it, it's like a it's like a vicious cycle of well, that, and, I mean,
4: bees do that the same thing. The if you saw any of the video of the murder hornets, which, by the way, were called you know euphemistically murder hornets because of their deadly and violent havoc they wreck on bees, bee colonies. That's where I that just came from. They were attacking, but us. if you saw any of the video of them being um, dealt with in trees and such up in Washington State when they were here, mm-hmm. the, the the folks doing it wore didn't wear beekeeping suits. They wore basically the suits that you saw on Monsters Inc., where the decontamination oh. crews they like these big rubberized oh. suit type things to to protect them from the larger and, and stronger stings. They Na- they're through. native to uh, Southeast Asia, the yellow-legged hornet. Oh, Southeast okay. Asia.
3: And so they can get, they have stingers that will go through a tra- A regular traditional suit. Interesting. Yeah.
2: That's, 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 that's just that's lovely. They so got that going that, for that,
3: us. That, that's just lovely, yeah. Well, so I would suggest that you just try and avoid them.
2: There you go. Well, they're in Georgia, so that's not going to be so, too so far. So far.
3: Well, where did the, where did the killer bees start? Brazil, the
2: yeah, they made it here, but they were at, but well, weren't they? Um, but they're originally from Africa. Uh, right? Originally from Africa, but they were
4: they were they were they escaped from a experimental station, in, I believe Brazil, yeah, somewhere I think in you're South right. America,
2: somewhere somewhere down there. Which you don't hear much about killer bees because anymore.
4: they're everywhere. It's a, it's a almost common where you... are they?
2: Like almost ubiquitous. Almost ubiquitous,
4: yes. Well,
2: and I think they have also. Tamed a inter- bit. They've, have, they've tamed a bit, have, but they
4: still can be a problem in in um, domestic hives. In your back, you know, if you're not requeening periodically, you can end up still with an aggressive hive.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. I know it wasn't fun the last time we had one.
4: You know, having one or two bees
3: come after you mm-hmm. is m- as much fun as I'd like to have with bees.
2: Well, I remember it was a it was a long time ago, but we had a we had a nest of. Bumblebees in a staghorn down at the San Diego store, and um, we didn't we didn't realize it. And my dad and my dad and I and another employee were out moving stuff around, and we ticked them off. And we stirred they, it up. Uh, we stirred it up. And man, they you talk about aggressive they they came after they came after us. And so there there were three grown men running through the front of the nursery <laughs> screaming. <laughs> as the as the uh, bumblebees were chasing us so it was uh, it was it was quite comical actually now looking back on it <laughs> that it probably wasn't be, at the time it wasn't at the time no my my dad got st- he got stung a couple of times on the forehead and that's the thing with bumblebees is they they don't just sting you once they'll they will sting you over and over again so not a not a fun thing to fool around with but you don't see very many bumblebees anymore no, you do not,
3: and They're, I don't know why that is, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's my fault. <laughs>
2: we probably have something to do with it. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, we'd love to talk to you. 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And David, you were doing some research on bumblebees while we were in the break. Because
3: I thought they burrowed into the ground. And this time, I was right. So they do. They do.
2: Well, then I wonder what they were doing in the staghorn.
3: Well, the, the back of a staghorn is kind of like ground. Kind of like ground? Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so.
3: When you get back so. there and it gets mulchy and where it all True, starts to do break down, yeah. I'd go ground on it. Last time be- I saw one was in the old pickleweed up at a neighbor's house in and, and by my folks, and they were coming and going out of the ground. I had never... I'd always assumed all bees hung out in trees. I had oh, no clue yeah. back, back in the day. I have no clue now. Less of a clue. I'm
4: wondering if there's any if we have to mark the show in any way to that annotate that you were right. Is do we need to do something or? Yeah, yeah, we probably here. should. <laughs> there's been a lot of
3: them out there. We can make one. David
2: was right <laughs> on this date. <laughs> First and last time. Um, yellow Jackets will. will um, light burrow you in, up burrow, yeah, they, yeah, burrow social, in the
4: ground yeah too. those social wasps well,
3: yeah. and honeybees will go into they're not in the ground but they go into irrigation boxes and things they'll, yeah they they'll, do they'll,
2: yeah um water meter boxes yeah. things like yeah. that yeah they they look very ha- uh, the class we had the class
4: we had two weeks ago with um the, the vice president of the San Diego beekeeping mm-hmm. denise she was talking about that when the scouts go out to look for the the new place for the hive when the hives start to swarm to get to uh, move on um, they look for a very specific size hole that the scouts will go, then go back to the nest or to the, to the swarm, send out some other scouts. And when there's an agreement, then they'll all go to that hole. And so the, the those water box, the meter uh, irrigation holes, those are perfect size for, uh, Interesting. For the, them to, to go in and make their hole. Cause they can defend, I uh, make their hive rather, because they can defend that hole.
2: Yeah. They're, they're, yep. they're, they're pretty, they're pretty fascinating. They are fascinating little insect, uh, there's a i think i mentioned it before there's a woman on i can't remember if it's on instagram or on facebook who's a who's a beekeeper and she goes out and she goes out and does all this stuff with bees without any protective equipment on at all or protective gear and she's just scooping the bees up in her hands well from so a
4: when they're not in a hive they're yeah. more much more docile they they have nothing to protect other than the queen yeah. so they they're not protecting all of that honey so they're they're far less aggressive. Yeah,
2: it was interesting. She was she was going out and and pulling the pulling the well collecting the hives and when she would find the queen, she would put it into looks like a little hair clip and put it into a new into a new hive box and then the bees just they just they just flow in. I mean, it's 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 pretty amazing. It it really is.
3: I'm not going to go pick them up with my hands. I'm going to stay I can tell you when they're
4: them. defending their hive. We we have a hive, and a couple of years ago we went, we just you know going to do some maintenance, put on our suits, and I think the queen wasn't the the nice Italian friendly kind of docile queen, and it was a pretty aggressive hive, and they were all over us, even with the smoke, and we ended up coming back another day and when we left and, and walked away put it all back together walked away with our gear on they followed us you've been to our house david they followed us from the hive out to the street uh not all of them but they, they slowly dwindled off but we still had a, a large number of bees still harassing us for a while before yeah, they went back i, I wouldn't I, like I, that yeah. I,
2: I remember that happening at the Powell store oh, me running well it, well both of us getting getting attacked yeah, they
3: they don't like invaders, intruders.
4: They can't I, well with a docile queen it's much different. My friends that raise bees commercially, I've been to their place, we've and I've helped them make honey or or process the honey. Docile, they they just come out, they look at you, they they land on you, but they're not aggressive. They're not bouncing around.
3: Well, I just then have been hanging out with the wrong hives because when Carol and I so. were out there <laughs> 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 egress
2: becomes uh important. Yes, it does. Uh, we're going to go to the phones. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We are going to head up to Vista, where Fran is waiting. Good morning, Fran. How are you?
5: Good morning, guys. Um, I just wanted to comment on last week's class, um, and it was on the subject of staghorn ferns, and it was taught by none other than David Ross.
4: Wait, Fran, and is this going to be a complaint over the air? Probably.
5: Uh, Probably, but uh, I think one that you will accept. (laughs) Okay. And what I would suggest is that all of your listeners, uh, the next time he teaches this class, you attended because you learned so much about the staghorn fern from how he started, who he trained with, all the different varieties of staghorn ferns. And then there's always somebody that brings in a large staghorn fern, which David cuts into different parts and you hear in the audience oh you know and the result is just fabulous and he shows you how to mount it on the board and i've taken other classes from other people and you never see them mounted and he does that it's really really a great show and he doesn't um i mean it's it's We have so much fun in the class. And George, by the way, we were disappointed because you didn't show up at the one he had before, nor did you show up at this one, and you were in the store. How come?
4: Well, that was a David solo class.
3: I – George, the, we has, tried, well, we we tried to do it, it together,
4: spotlight. and he had me hold the nail, and he was hitting my ha- the hand with the George, hammer. So we
3: decided not to do it. George has graduated to the big time now. He doesn't hang out, have to hang out with the minions anymore, and that's kind of what's been going on. But thank you very, very much. That was very kind of you. I normally well, would stop the call before now, but. She didn't need to be interrupted. She was no. just waxing you know, poetically.
4: Fran, I, I've actually I've attended that class a couple times as well, and and I would agree with you. I, I learned a lot from from David on that, and have uh, had been very successful with my staghorns because of that class.
5: Well, I bought one in that I had. It was still in its original four inch pot. It Must have been there for five years. I'd put it in an orchid pot. And the back shield that usually attaches to the board was over the, sta- the, uh, the pot. And I brought it in to ask, uh, how would I take it out? And he took it, and it just came right out all by itself. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I could have done that myself. <laughs> but we needed an expert to do it. And then he took it, and he mounted it. And what he did, he actually cut it down the center, opened it up, and mounted it that way. It was dry, he suggested that I watered when I got home. I did, and the next day all the all the leaves were pointing up. Oh, they were so happy and and I am a happy camper too, so it it was it definitely attend David's class because it is really great a thank, really great class.
3: Thank you very, very much. I'll send you the check in the mail today. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, you all have a good day and hopefully uh not uh weather the storm really well, okay?
2: Okay, you, you too. Guys. Take care. Bye. Goodbye. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the is the number. I promise you that was unsolicited. I
3: know, did not beg her and I did not promise to send her money, but now I have to. You do, <laughs> yeah.
4: You know what I was interesting is she made the point of you know, I was afraid excuse me, I was afraid to take it out of the container, right. but you took it out and you need an expert. A lot of people have a huge apprehension about staghorn ferns. It's,
0: it's so true. They,
3: and, think, and they true. they think they're temperamental.
4: Exactly. And they're really not. They're really not. No, it's, yeah.
2: kind of, it's kind of like orchids. They're The majority of orchids are incredibly tough plants when you look at where they grow in, the, in their natural habitat. No,
3: staghorns are very difficult to grow unless yeah. you have taken David's class and learned you, all you, of the specifics. You, there's That's no the way only be, yeah. way. Yeah.
4: There's no way you could be successful. To be
2: successful with them. Well, that that is one of the things that uh, that people don't realize. You get a when you get a giant staghorn that's been growing for a long time, you can go and basically just hack oh, it to pieces. Exactly. I mean, just I'm, I mean <laughs> saw chainsaw. Just get a exactly. sawzall or a chainsaw and go through and and chop it up into chunks and mount it onto mount it onto new boards and a, and away they go.
3: Well, one of the enormous ones that we had in the back and one of those giant balls had we took all the pieces off at one of the classes Mm -hmm. and the we did not throw the ball away and this has been probably somewhere between six and 12 months but it's sprouting out new pieces there i
2: believe starting to grow again yeah yeah they're they're incredibly resilient they are and and neat plants really neat plants
4: they are I, i never prior to working at the nursery i never thought i would grow one. i had neighbors that had them and you know But now I I, I love them.
3: When I first started at Walter Anderson Nursery in 1989, Miles Goodman took me under wing. He lived Mm -hmm. across uh, Aztec Mesa behind San Diego State, Mm -hmm. and I lived on the other side. And he showed me all these different things. I never bothered to take the time to notice the differences in all the different staghorns until he showed me those differences. And some people care about the differences, and some people don't. They just want the biggest mass they could possibly have. And both are fine. Either you can go either way. You can have the giant mass or you can try and grow them individually and notice the difference of the all the different types of base shields and the types of fronds. And it really doesn't matter why, but they are easy to grow and you can either have a collection or not. But it was he
2: who taught me the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, there's a there there are To be fair, there are a couple that are more difficult to grow than others. Certainly to propagate. Yeah, there was... I know there's... Well, there are some truly tropical ones. And and there's one, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Eye. Is it weird? But it's it's dependent on the ant colonies that live within the... The, stag within, within or, the staghorn. Oh, I'm not familiar. I'm and, thinking. And of it's that. A, it's a form. And it's the 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 plant needs the formic acid that the. I did not know that ants disc- that the ants exc- go ahead and I ruin the whole. I thing. can't remember. I, I, we're, we're talking about one. I mean, right. out of out of I don't know how many, but the ones yeah. that grow here grow fairly well yeah. and easily.
3: And most people are worried about cold, and where they're grown. They're under the tree, they're under the eaves of the house, they're in some kind of shelter, and they're grown in areas where it doesn't generally frost. Yeah,
2: there it, there, there, are a few tropical ones. That oh, was uh, eye and then, uh, was it Sandrianum? I want to say Sandrianum, but I don't think that's it. I'd have to, I Coronarium. Cord- there are Plod- some. Those, coronarium.
3: The ones that don't yeah. grow easily here are much more difficult. I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> don't try and grow those here.
3: Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah. I, I did not have luck with My- the coronary. Miles
3: used to have a little greenhouse in his backyard, and he would take a space heater out there and run an electric space heater through the winter to keep those those oh, wow. varieties alive. Yeah. And I don't know if it's.
4: You know, we we spend time cutting them and mounting them and. and- when we were in Hawaii last summer, they were just, you know, spores hit a tree and they're growing. They're growing on the side of a tree somewhere, clearly not planted there. Someone didn't take the time to, you know, domesticate them. They're just growing everywhere from the spores. Yeah, pretty wild. Well I
3: remember out. seeing a sporling coming out of the drain hole of a cymbidium. The, it was in Claremont, and we were in somebody's yard where we were buying staghorns, and they had staghorns on a wall, and they had cymbidiums on the ground below them. And there was a spore, a brand new little plant coming out of the drain hole of one of the cymbidiums below the plants from the spore that had dropped down.
2: That's pretty wild. That
3: is. Pretty wild.
2: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George Allman. Just a reminder, garden classes today in both stores, 9 o'clock in San Diego. How to fer- how to properly fertilize uh, with Richard, and at 9.30 in the Poway store, it's going to be Irrigation Basics with Scott Jones. Also, if you are planning to come into the nursery tomorrow, um, give us a call just to make sure that we're going to be open regular hours because of the storm. We're going to see what happens.
3: Do you know if your friend out in <clears throat> Flynn Springs still has those bales of straw? Because they were seconds. That were being sold cheap. She and did. I don't anybody know. Anybody needs them.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, they're great
3: water, flood, water, flood erosion control, control products.
2: Yeah, that was a, a double S tack and feed. I, on Old Highway 80 in Flint, Flint Springs. Springs. yeah. Uh, you might check when they open if you need
3: bales of straw to keep your neighbor's water in your neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah, she had a really good deal on. She had a really it was a huge mountain of them, wasn't it? She had quite a bit. It yeah. was,
4: yeah, it was a, a large quantity. Yeah.
3: Did so. you pick any up?
4: No, I still have. We still have six bales. I think that are, I slowly use in the compost, and and on the ground in the garden. When
3: I did pick up my bales of straw, I noticed that I'm guessing that were gophers or, um, or they could have been rats, but something burrowed yeah, into up, the too. straw from the bottom and. There were tunnels that went into the ground, so I was assuming it was gophers that came up.
4: I, I think we have squirrels doing the very same thing in our bales.
2: Uh, uh, it reminds me of the uh, the mouse house at the at the children's the bread zoo. house, yeah. That's what a memory. Of that's exactly yes. what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know
3: that. I don't even know if they still have that the anymore. Bread mice and the chickens hatching.
2: Yeah, on the you way can, out. you could pick up the go and pick up the chickens and then yeah. they had the uh they had the uh, galapagos tortoise that you could that back you could in the ride day. back in the day i used to yeah.
4: pet them all the time on the head yeah. now you can't reach in um uh, mm-hmm. I, I think poway just for where people live you were talking about the straw bales for um erosion control i think poway okay. gives free sandbags um, i think and i'm not sure about the rest of the county but there, were a, of, yeah, there were a number of yeah there
2: were fire stations throughout the county yeah. Yeah, I think CAL FIRE was coordinating that. Was what I saw on the news last night. So, you could take a look at their website and they could probably tell you. But they the the sandbags were the sandbags were free, but they were empty. Yeah, yeah. So, again, they said no. right. bring a shovel. Right. So, yeah. you can fill them up. Or
3: the other Or go to
4: the beach. The
3: the uh, I don't think you should be advocating that. I don't well, I was
4: it, a guess. I don't know. Okay.
2: I, the other thing that you can do too— I I, I I'll, I may stop by the nursery today um, just to pick up a pick up a few bags, but a bag of, a bag of potting soil or mulch uh, or mulch just something like that will do about the same thing as a as a sandbag if you need something quick and I was looking I was talking to Blake last night the only the only thing that would even marginally concern me is the back door of the house. Because if the drains in this, if the patio drains get clogged with yeah. uh, foliage, which happens from time to time, from the, the water Eugenia t- that you mentioned from the aforementioned Eugenia, yeah, but it's never been it's never been a it's never been a problem in the twenty five years that I've lived there. The front door is fine; it's not anywhere close to where water's going to be coming in, um, and then the the gar- the side door on the garage could have an issue, so. I'll just throw also, it. you know,
3: at almost 40, 40 minutes ago, you had no issues, and now look at all the problems that you are thinking about.
2: I know, I know, I'm overthinking. That's because
4: life. David's making you nervous. That's good. Yeah,
2: People should yeah. think. They should be prepared, just I in concur. case.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah. but right. not overly fearful, right? Don't
3: no, board. I'm not,
2: with, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not fearful. Uh, I'm okay, but I'm I, not going to worry about it.
3: Prepared, it's in, it's yeah. inconvenient timing with the flower oh, blooming. I fully and agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's inconvenient.
4: Yep, but we haven't had a summer. Rain, oh no, I'm pretty excited wonderful. about it. And you know, we mentioned this the other day, and I don't know how valid it is, but this may help delay or put away any fire season if we get right. enough water into the plants. Well, I think we're going to get. I think yeah. we're going to get enough. water. Yeah, I mean, water. it could, it could, you know, hydrate the plants enough where they're not as flammable. Maybe. Well, they.
2: It, I wonder if they were talking if they were talking to somebody from SDG&E last night, but they were not concerned about having to shut power off, right? Because right. because we've had so, no, everything no was away. so hydrated, well, um, and we were expecting we were expecting a decent amount of rain to come with the storm. This so should be they, a wet storm. Yeah right. they they were not they were not overly concerned about it. So no, I no, and, I hope and that's it
3: the probably perfect. will. Well, it definitely. Take
2: delay the timeline.
4: Right.
3: right. That, October, November. There's still going to be. It, it's a.
4: Well, we still have, warm, game, we, still have a, we still have warmth coming. We still have Santa Ana, etc. And
3: it also. Well, I was just watching. Never mind. Go ahead. What were you watching? Uh, well, no, I was. I, I watch all these storms. I watch all these hurricanes He's a and. He does. That's all I do. That's why I said I don't watch the weather anymore. I have David. And normally the wind patterns, as they come up the peninsula, change and turn them either out to sea and they head for Hawaii or they go east and they go up into Arizona, Texas. Mm -hmm. And it's just there happens to be a convergence of different high and low pressure systems that are just driving this straight up the the coast, which normally doesn't happen. And our, our water is cool. Right. The, yeah the ocean water is yeah it's cold isn't warm out there at all and it's really stunting it, but it's still going to be a tropical storm when it gets here because it's a major hurricane right now is and, it still
2: is it still uh, category four or uh, it, well I
3: think it's dropped to a three but it's still, it's a, still a it's still a it's still still a nasty it's still an m and it's not going to be an h until tomorrow
4: do we go to yeah. sports when we're done with weather? No, we're not going to be done with weather. All right, go ahead.
3: Do the I know you did the classes, but do them one more time. One more
2: time. Uh, classes today, 9 o'clock in San Diego, How to Properly Fertilize with Richard, and 9.30 in Poway Irrigation Basics with Scott Jones. Yeah, both Those of, are
4: two classes that couldn't be more timely. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: But Well, I think we ought to,
3: also ought to repeat the fact that if you're going to have runoff from this storm, and most people will, you probably shouldn't be fertilizing.
4: I agree. Yes. As much as I really want to. In fact, I purchased two bags of Grow Power soil conditioner to have to put out that I will not be putting out till yeah, I know. because
3: it's going to be wasted. I- agreed. Okay.
2: It's important to feed.
4: And I try to feed in August every year as one of my feeding times.
2: Well, that's what they, you know, the, the old adage, what fertilizer is the best? The one you have. Yeah. The one that you use.
3: Oh, I sprayed my citrus new growth with spinosad this week, finally.
4: Oh,
2: well, I still don't have any. still don't have any. No, oh, we do. It just
4: happened. Okay. Yeah.
2: You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allen. We'll be back next week with another hour. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay Thanks safe out there. Thanks for joining
1: us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew? or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.